President Trump has declared a national emergency on coronavirus. Hello, I'm Dr. Brian McDonough, and I'm host of Coronavirus Today Alerts and Updates. I wish it had happened about 10 days before, but the important thing is it has happened. This means that with a national emergency in response to the pandemic, as Donald Trump said, he can unleash the full efforts of the federal government for the effort. He said he's declaring a national emergency. But here's the deal. We probably should have done it earlier, but it's still not too late because what we need to do is start to take people who are exposed and get them away from people who aren't exposed. Now, the way a pandemic works essentially is that those who are exposed will start to spread it to others and then it just cycles out. It's like the ripples on a pond. We know that you really can't stop those ripples, that a great deal of people will be exposed, but the healthcare system has to be able to handle, especially those who get very sick. And the best way to handle those who get very sick is to kind of, as they say, flatten the curve. Take people and spread the very sick over a period of time so they don't all come in at once. What you saw happen in China was everybody came in at once. They weren't prepared, they had no idea it was coming. Why do I say I wish we had gotten to this earlier? Well, we knew what was coming. I mean, we saw it happen in country after country, and we, we more or less lived in denial. I know if you listen to these reports, I wasn't living in denial. A lot of scientists weren't living in denial, but politicians sometimes are tough to move, and, and people don't want to believe things. They, you know, we, We're at a point where we don't necessarily trust the media. That's why I started this podcast, because I just want evidence in here. I don't want any politics. I don't want commercial revenue. I just want to get information out to you. So... Some of the things that happened today are really important. I mean, there were things like um, holding interest on student loans for college students who graduated and are trying to pay things off. There was the ability to work from home. But from a medical standpoint, in my world, seeing patients, one of the big things was telehealth. The fact that they're releasing a lot of those restrictions. One of the things, my biggest thing that I'm telling patients to do when they call is, I have sniffles and sneezes. I'm a family doctor. You know, this is the equivalent of, uh, of of easy picking, so to speak, in a normal day. It's somebody who you see, you chat with, and I honestly use those visits to find out if they have high blood pressure and other things to try to help them in other ways. And that's what fills a typical family doctor's office. But now we don't want those people coming in because a certain percentage of them have coronavirus or could, and they could spread it to others, or they could be in a waiting room getting it from others. So what we're trying to do is find a way to have them stay home and be seen at home. Well, now we can do that easier with telemedicine. So that that was brilliant. So I, I do want to give the president and his team a, a good deal of praise for that. So a lot of things like that are being done to get kits more available for testing, to, to get more of the face masks I've been talking about and the gowns so people are safe. There's going to be all sorts of money for those things. And of course, I believe there's other things such as the economy and the stock market and those things that as a doctor, I'm not as worried about, but we all worry about it as a society. So where are we now? Should we panic? A lot of people are, you know, they're emptying the stores, they're doing things. There is no reason to panic. This is going to follow a predictable course. About seven out of 10 of us will get this virus. And a small percentage, as many as three to 4% could die from this virus. We have to be able to be prepared to do everything we can to prevent that and to try to give all the efforts we have to save those people. And while we're doing that, make sure that we limit the spread because if you don't get it, then you don't have any chance of dying from it if you don't get exposed.
So that's where we are right now today as we head into the weekend. Um, it's going to be a lonely weekend for people who are sports fans, and certainly there's a lot of places where things are being shut down. Uh, many school districts have been shut down, and that's a really good idea if you're in an area where there is spread because children can meet other children and they can actually be carriers of the virus and then bring it home, bring it home to older parents and grandparents. Uh, uh, very disturbing. New York City has decided not yet to shut down their schools. I don't know what they're waiting for because they've more or less been, you know, a hotbed of activity. Um, and there's some places where I'd like to see quicker action because there's just so many, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. But this is really what's happening. Um, it was a big day from a political standpoint to mobilize healthcare. Um, in the next few talks, we're going to talk a little about some of the things we're working on to maybe get ahead of this as well. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough. Wash your hands.